BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. And it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast... Please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet? I think Chief cuts the Danny cam. Oh, wait, it's not pointed at her yet. <laughs> this is the, this is the best show. This is already our best episode. Already, there it is. Yeah, Danny cam is back. Wow, we thought that went through for zero seconds. And that's not the first time we've done that. Good evening. Didn't think uh, about that tonight, part. shopping, ghost punching, and Jester has a much needed conversation with the traveler. I'm just adding the quotes because I have a lot of questions. Okay. We'll break it all down tonight with the dungeon master and the disaster lesbian. Hi, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's a gift. That's a gift. Oh, you guys look so good. All that and more tonight on Talks Machina. Hit it, Chief. back. My mom does, does think you're very handsome. She does? Yeah. Man. Breaking mom's hearts all throughout the U.S. You yeah. know it. Uh, yeah, your mom was at Gen, Gen Con for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we hung out. We had drinks. It was great. She she has this tendency to hit on all of my friends. I loved it. I was like, we should go dancing right she now. Has, yeah, she has a crush on you. She has a crush on Matt Key. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. She has a type. She, she does have... I don't know anyone who knows Matt Key who doesn't have a crush on him, really. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Accurate. <laughs> um, guys, we have some announcements, and then we'll jump right into episode right. 31. Excitement. Announcements. <sighs> yes. uh, hey, guys, there's a very special one-shot that's going to air August 30th in place of Critical Role because Marisha, Matt, and Talison are going to... Be somewhere... Burning Man. Wait, here's a guy. 
There you go. That works out. Um, well. That was a dad joke, and you're not listen, even a dad. I'm old now. Yeah. <laughs> I can. T- I've been around a lot of dads. Spent the day with Liam. That's it's a dad. True. It's true. Travis is a dad now. Oh my God, Travis is a dad. And he immediately started making dad jokes. He did. I was so impressed. And then immediately apologizing for making the dad no, joke. They're great. <laughs> they are good. I love it. It's like he evolved in Pokemon. That's I know. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's really one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you guys are going to be gone. One Shot will be airing on the 30th yes. in place of regular Critical World episode. Um, we're not saying what that one shot is yet, are we? It's a top secret still, right? I think so. I mean, it's, yeah, sure. I haven't had the conversation yet. Yeah. I haven't had time to think about it. Don't well, say it. if a blow dart goes into my neck, it's Rachel Romero in the other room gotcha. telling me Good we're giving away too much information. But we'll announce that very soon. Um, we also have an announcement about a new show on Critical Role Twitch Network tomorrow, oh August 22nd. That's pretty cool. I know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah, you know, know what it is. I do. Danny, you know what it is. I do know what it is. Oh my goodness. It's the dumbest name. It's got the, it's got the greatest, it's got worst the, title. The greatest, worst title of anything that I we've yet it. to come up with. Yeah, set the bar early. Yeah. Right, so we're constantly trying to achieve that next level terrible yep. title. Yeah, it's a lesson in workshopping things. Yeah. Or not. Sure. What's or a not. lesson of reactionary approval? Yeah. yeah. We're it's, proud of it. We're it's proud of Caduceus it. Caduceus Clay. <laughs> And then the name of this show. <laughs> That's pretty much how it's going to work. That's the spectrum, yeah. 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 Keep an eye on our social media channels tomorrow and our YouTube at youtube.com slash critical role tomorrow morning for more information. Mm, what could it be? Mm. What could it be? Well, without further ado, let us discuss episode 31 of Critical Role Campaign 2, Commerce and Chaos. <laughs> We're back. I'm back here now. Yeah. <laughs> like mix it up a little, right? Mix Keep it, it fresh. up. I don't want anything in my body to fall asleep, except for my mind. I don't want anything to fall asleep in your body. Yeah. I sometimes I fall asleep with things in my body. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start the show, shall we? We have some crit roll stats for episode 31. All right. The These best. come to us from our friends at Crit Roll Stats. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, hi, guys. The Mighty Nine spent 4,047 gold and two silver, plus the cost of the dust of deliciousness and the straw hat in their downtime shopping. That's crazy. It's I'm proud a of lot them. Of You're proud gold. of them. But yeah. Yeah. Well, look, man, like, and many DMs out there will attest, like, reach a certain point in a campaign where you give your players a dragon horde and money doesn't become an object for a while. Oh, yeah. Happened in the last campaign at a certain point where just they just had all the money and they're like, eh, you know, expensive. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really relishing in these lower levels where it's like careful spending and who knew like low level economy and yeah, it's not as thrilling necessarily, but we're having a good time. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> one of the funner shopping episodes. I, I think will so. admit that was. And Travis kicks and screams every time, but he loves it. He loves <laughs> it. He's got an image. He? You don't you you have questions about that, Danny? I have many questions about whether or not Travis loves shopping. So you think it's sort of just become on brand for him now to hate on the shopping episodes, but in reality, he's warmed up to them. No. Oh. I think 100% that he hates it. No, oh. he does. He does actually 100% hate them. I yeah. get the feeling he hates it. I think he just no, despises it. Well, he it. just, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think he's. I think he's been taken shopping by Laura enough <laughs> where that's just kind of imprinted itself in any of his experiences with shopping. Yeah. Uh, we've been shopping with Travis before in the same way. He's very much like the get in, get it, get out. Yeah. And so it, unless it's unless we're going uh, even for stuff his character. Unless was, it's Renfair. Like Renfair, as Is we talked about on the show last week, we told the story yeah. about him buying the rare coin at Renfair a few years ago. Okay, what's the thing? He hates shopping unless it's for himself. Exactly. If it's other people shopping, yeah. if, if it's having to wait around for other people, he's like, yeah. Fuck this. Oh man, when we go shopping for protein shakes, he takes his time. <laughs> and here come the texts. Oh, yeah. um, delay. The Mighty Nine's 3,000th D20 roll, 3,000th, yeah. uh, wow. was Knott's actually uh, discarded. Nat 20 dexterity save against the beat of force. Ooh. I think that's because he realized he didn't have advantage. Was that the one where he realized he didn't have advantage on it and then had to retcon that? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was probably it. Yeah, because it wasn't yeah. a dex save. Yeah, that's right. He it was, it was on dex, but not saving yes. throws. Sorry, Dang. buddy. At least uh, he was honest about it for the first time since the program began. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, Jester cast eight out of her available 10 spell slots and both uses of Channel Divinity in her pranking and subsequent escape. Yeah. Oh house. my god. <laughs> I was so like, amazing. how many spells are you gonna dump on this thing? Burn them all. all. Real all. proud of her. That so and the good. writing the letter to Yasha just killed me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I was bent over, I was laughing yeah. so hard. Yeah, yeah. But she just spent like three first level message spells. To yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got cut off earlier. Yeah, she's that, she's that person who calls on your voicemail like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry, I got cut off. Oh, sorry, I got cut off. That. Yeah, they cut me off at anyway, five minutes. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Oh my god. My sister leaves those kind of voicemails. She'll tell me everything she would have told me if we had talked for an hour on the voicemail. Mm. And I love it. If she's watching tonight, I love those. <sighs> Matt, <laughs> yes. save us from my family tragedy with an answer to this first question from Ken Fagan. Yes. When you have episodes like these where the group comes in prepared with things they'd like to do during a time jump, how do you prepare for that? Do you meet with them in advance to discuss stuff, or do you just let them do their own thing? Uh, I mean, I try and have them give me an idea of what they're plotting in advance. Like I send on a text to everybody and like, hey guys, in advance of Thursday, give me like a general idea of the kind of things you want to accomplish so at least I can prepare for them a bit, you know, because I mean, it doesn't ruin the narrative for me to have a little heads up in this scenario. It's yeah. meant to be like a, a, a period of time that we can spend on it and I want to make it worthwhile. But there's always shit they're going to do they forgot to mention or in the spot they came up with or like Sam, he'll send me his his list of ideas uh, five minutes before we go to air, <laughs> in which I say this has no use to me whatsoever, yeah. but thank you, ma'am, we'll, yeah. we'll wing it. Um, the so lid yeah. is full at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so I try and work with them a little bit and get a little bit of an idea, but not fully defined, just so I can be prepared. Do you ever have to tell people some of the stuff they have planned isn't going to work in two weeks? Like if, you know, Marisha texts in and says, I want to go shopping, and Liam texts text in and says, you know, I want to buy some paper, and then Travis writes in and says, I want to overthrow the government in the next two weeks. Like. I, I will. I'll step in, uh, which I did when Travis said he wanted to ride a, a horse down oh, yeah, to the Menagerie south. Coast. I was like, okay, well, that's going to take a while. Mm. And he'll be by yourself. And he goes, all right, cool. I'm like, okay. You're not, probably not going to make it back in two weeks. He's like, oh, right. And then we get to the show and then he does it anyway. And I'm like, 
all right, well, uh, that's your two weeks, man. Yeah. <laughs> you rode to a point and went, I should turn around, and then rode back, and well, that's your, that's your break, I guess. Yeah. Rode into the desert on a horse with no legs. Oh, God. <laughs> One of my favorite lyrics. Uh, Aren't you rolling right. into a horse at that, or rolling in the desert at that point? Yeah, I was rolling while rolling I was in the desert, in the desert on, on a horse. horse. Oh, there with we go. No legs. There we with go. With no legs. <laughs> yeah. No, I had legs. The horse didn't, Marisha. Yeah, sure. Listen, uh, save us from this nuanced no humor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Estevan Rodriguez asks Marisha, how did Bo like her training with the halfling monk? Do you think she would come to him more often for certain types of training or advice in the future? Ooh. Uh. She enjoyed him. I don't know if he was her flavor. Um, that can be taken a few ways. That could be. <laughs> Continue. Mm -hmm. If people's minds were there, Matt. Yeah. I don't know what you're referring to. I don't either. Go In ahead, my Matt. head, <laughs> when I thought I might encounter Dyron, I had other things that I was going to do that I wanted to tell her, that I wanted to tell her about things that had happened. Um, but when it was this guy, I was like, well, okay, I'll learn from you, I guess. Yeah. And then I kind of like shelved the other stuff for mm. now. But, um, Interesting. Yeah, it was good. I personally am a believer that one should have many teachers and that one learns most from learning from several people. So I think that kind of maybe spills over into that, or I don't know. I think I'm just accepting of that. I'm just like, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's train. See what I can get from you. So it was very beneficial. Yeah, I mean, he did, he taught me a ton of stuff. But um, where'd that? It doesn't come mean from? I trust him. Yeah, it makes sense. But where'd that come from? You're the, that you philosophy. Said that, yeah, you believe that in real life too. I do. Life. Um, but I, I mean, had, like outside the game. I had um, both acting teachers and like. I've had several teachers, both through like acting and martial arts and dance, who all have, I, I feel like the good ones will tell you that. Mm. And, and they'll be like, yeah, I love being your coach. You should also still go take this workshop from this guy, though. Or yeah. you should go and do this, and you should go and do that. Yeah. Um, Diversify your experience. You right, and because most people will teach something one person doesn't teach everything. Yeah. And each person's experience will, will lend something new and you can learn the most that way. So um, Weird, because I was raised to believe that having multiple probation officers at a time was not necessarily <laughs> a good thing, but I like where your mind's at, though. Well, it's good to know you have a few guardian angels. I do, yeah, I do. Watching me so closely. Yeah, like <laughs> three over there. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey guys. One of them's not feeling well from the salmon earlier. <laughs> Matt, um, Emperor Riptide. There was salmon. Mm. And two Yeah, you missed it. I missed it. Sure. Well, it wasn't pink anymore. <laughs> um, Emperor Riptide asks, uh, Matt, do you ever try to balance the karmic scales for players when they try to do something cool during downtime and the dice just refuse to work with them? Like we were talking about with Ford's failed walkabout. Or do you just let the dice fall where they may and move on? Um. I gauge the player's level of having fun. Hmm. If I can sense the player is really genuinely frustrated and not having a good time, I'll try and offer the opportunity for them to at least accomplish something. Travis is excluded from that, though. Yeah. You already know he's going to have a terrible time. Well, well, no. He accomplished some things. Well, no, he did. 
But Travis is also a, a player that I don't feel like I have to cater to his good time because he's very good about understanding and yeah. uh, uh, appreciating when things go well or not. Yeah. Um, he's, he's very much that kind of even keel. I accept when things fail and appreciate when they don't. Uh, and appreciate when they don't as well. Sometimes it makes for a fun narrative thing, but um, if I can sense the player generally is really excited about something and it fails, I'll find some way to give them, you know, an up, an uptick of positivity. Or you know, even if you failed at the main goal you were trying to, to attempt, you will still gain something from it. And I think, yeah. you know, Ford got a little bit of information, but also knowing the direction that they're tending to go. Don't worry, there'll be plenty of Ford coming up because they're going to the Menagerie Coast, and and uh, we're we're now delving into Ford and Jester home turf territory. So awesome! It's Muir going to be interesting. Fjord. <laughs> yeah, give me Fjord. One thing I really love about this campaign is everyone's getting to see a completely different side of Travis. Yeah, yeah. because Grog was amazing, but it's like going from playing Dra Drax to Aquaman. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Kinda. I mean, fuck this current iteration of yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, comic. Like, that's not what I'm talking right, about. Right, right, okay. Man, yeah. But, um, yeah, you Me get to see. Aquaman? Huh? Me, Aquaman? Aquaman. <laughs> Only Danny would have coined the phrase so iconic as Aquaman. <laughs> oh, Danny. This is why we have you, and this is why we have a Danny Cam. Hot Quaman sounds like the like a hot water heater brand or something. Yeah. Like. Try hot Quaman. Or like, yeah, uh, strippers that are plumbers that come to your house. Yeah. <laughs> they just start like, basically, yeah. Oh, no. Hot Qua, hot Quaman. <laughs> uh, well, we're off to a good start. We should start so. pretty soon, though. I should get dressed for that. You should get dressed for the show, man. No, you look so comfortable. No, right I before we went live, I was like, oh, I'm jealous you look so comfortable. I decided today. I was like, think, think, it's been such a crazy uh, years. I don't know. <laughs> these past Half few a weeks. Decade? Yeah, no, these past few weeks have been kind of, kind of nuts. So uh, today I was like, no, you know what? I've earned, I've earned a comfy day. You talks, have, I think. God damn it. You know? You've earned two. I think there's, there's nothing wrong with a grown man showing up to work wearing his pajamas. Not in this day and age. Well, that's very wrong. In a lot of careers, it's a not, very, very terrible thing to do. Not in this industry. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to do it. Say, don't. if you're in, in the, you know, if you're a, if you're a postman right. or a yeah. woman or person. Well, they, well or if you work in like construction, you probably don't want to. Yeah. Astronauts. Yeah. Astronauts. Yeah, that's a good. Pretty one. much any other profession I, than I was, this one. I'll say if I grow enough facial hair to match this outfit, people either assume that I'm living on the street again, mm -hmm. or I am a multi-billionaire. There's yeah. like no in between. You go yeah. from this like the spectrum goes from one tail yeah. end to the other. Or if you had the beard you're saying, yeah, too handsome to be Santa Claus. That's what I would have said. <laughs> I like that you kind of regretted it halfway through. Listen, I that's how I'm that's how I feel about my life right now. I'm regretting it halfway through. Uh, Marisha. Yeah. Uh, help us forget our regrets with an answer to this question from Cyberwolf1201. Which part of the Cobalt Soul montage was your favorite? And what new skills are you most excited to use in the battles to come? Excellent question. I think the extra reactions was probably pretty awesome of me catching all of the arrows. I really liked that. I also just really appreciated the uh, the visual of being 
super amped to go kick ass, and then him being like, now we're going to read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and me being like, what the fuck? And I imagine Bo and me like, ugh. Yeah. And then that visual of like running into Caleb in the like, library. Ra rage reading. Rage reading. Yeah. Rage reading. I would like to read. Yeah. I think those were my two favorites. Coming soon on a t shirt. I would, I would like to read. <laughs> I would like to read. Oh, boy. Krog holding up the letter G and going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I wish I could read. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. <laughs> Ninth level spell. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, some of the most endearing moments towards the end of the last campaign, though, were involved oh, grog and reading. No spoilers, oh, but holy oh. shit. I, uh, I, 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 I'm so in love with the new campaign and everywhere it's going. The characters are so unique and diverse and, and convoluted and, and detailed, but every now and then we'll just stop and be like, man, I miss Fox Machina too. Yeah. They were such a big part of our life, which is why I'm glad at least we still get to explore them in like the comics and everything. Oh, yeah. So Fascinating seeing the different reactions of people reflecting on Keyleth mm. in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, that's been pretty interesting. Some people now seeing Bo and realizing, oh, she's not identical to her make believe character in every single way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and then some people being like, I understand and can appreciate this character more. And then some, some people being like, Man, after seeing Bo, I just really still hate Keyleth. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you can't believe It's that like fascinating to see. Um, but yeah, looking back, I'm like, I think Keyleth was for some people, and it was for yeah. the certain people. And not every person's going to like every character. No. You know? And that's just how it works. Hopefully what? not. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not. Thing really, once again, I mean, teaches you a lot about yourself. Yeah, why, with, why you don't like these people? Right. And with this many players and this many great actors behind those characters, there would hopefully be things about a lot of the characters that you don't like and things that you do like. I mean, what? Why else follow someone's journey? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a, from a story perspective. Well, some of my favorite uh, reactions to the last campaign have also been about Percy. How in, the campaign started, many folks were like, I don't even care about this character. Yeah. I don't get anything of it. And it wasn't until you know a little bit into the, the first campaign that there was the opportunity for really Towson to yeah. dig into the personality and how easy that can shift. But that's how it works too. We're not all trying to fight for the spotlight. Not everyone's trying to force their backstory into the limelight. They'll let each person take the story as it's needed and when the opportunity arises, step up and kind of see where it takes them. And I think that's part of why why I really enjoyed playing with you guys as a group, uh, as opposed to some of the groups I played with you know, years ago, is you guys are willing to step back and let each other have those moments as players and as characters. Um, it's not always the case, and I'm sure many yeah, gamers that, out there can commiserate. Yeah, that <laughs> is something that I think is super unique to this group of people, and I think a lot of that comes from everyone's voice acting background too, because you're so used to Having to work together and sometimes yeah. multiple people in the same session. Well, and theater do that a lot stuff. too. And theater, there's exactly. a lot of improv experience. Yeah. Yeah. it all kind of overlaps. Yeah. Into Le learning not to upstage and to listen because yep. as good as you think you are as a performer, you can only really benefit from listening to your other performers yep. and trying to engage in that scene when it's your time. And so it's very much a give and take uh, skill set that you learn through a lot of performing arts. Yeah, and, and it's um, like yeah. sensing when to end a, end a scene and yeah. at the end of the day. 
we're an ensemble cast, mm -hmm. as they would call it mm -hmm. in the industry. Do. Which is, um, <laughs> which, well, it's true. Ooh. I know. But their um, ensemble casts are notoriously the most difficult to write yeah. because trying to balance. Balance everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not having like one or two major protagonists main, that come through. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And now we're improving it. So that's funsies. That's why DD is such a. A fun way of, of telling stories together, and why it doesn't translate too well to other forms of media, is because you don't have that one or two major protagonists. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Interestingly enough, too, um, thinking about sharing backstories and everything, I, there's also got to be a little bit at the table of, oh, thank God they're going with their backstory because I've st still so much shit to figure out and like to write out. You know I'm what sure. I mean? Yeah. There's got to be some <laughs> of that going on too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like <laughs> I don't know when, when shit's gonna come up, and when it's appropriate to talk about things. Yeah. And you also never want to be like, "Well, you didn't ask, but." Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot in games. Um, <laughs> I always picture so, yeah. Talison's notebook and his notes on his characters always having the weirdest stuff. And so I can picture him sitting there at the table all those weeks ago when the first time Travis like consumed the sword and him going like, fuck, I have a thing where I was gonna consume a sword, you know? And every weird, every weird thing that happens on the thing, Talison's already like, shit, well now I gotta yeah. come up with something else because I also had that written down. Negation like, bingo, he's yes. just like, damn it, yeah, exactly. damn it, damn it. Yep. That's really funny. Well, he's the Simpsons of character backstory. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh pretty much. Oh, the Simpsons uh, oh man! Well, 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 but like there are there's been some players that are so eager to try and get their backstory out there. I've had games where someone will be like, "All right, guys, you want to go ahead and get an ale at a tavern?" And someone's like, "A tavern? Well, my parents own a tavern. <laughs> that tavern burned down when the demon armies came and destroyed yeah. me. They're trying to hunt me down because I'm half demon blood." Thank you for asking. And my party's like. Everyone's like, okay. So All right, man. Did you want to get a drink? I'm yeah. Really sure drinks, drinks still on? All right, there. cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Just spill the whole thing. You know, it was a night like this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we just, I just met you. Like, come on, man. Um, Matt. Yes. Frankelstein has Frankelstein. a question for you. Uh, whatever happened to the Waste Hunter blade? Is it gone because Ford consumed it, or did it come out of him when Ford consumed the Summer's Day? Uh, and it was it was it is gone. Um, it, Wait, what? Yeah, one of the. Wait, his 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 sword. The old sword. His old one. Yeah, it's now gone. Yeah. Does Travis know that? Yes, he does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Here, here's the thing: when when he wanted to play a hexblade class, and I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. I began to read into the lore of the hexblade. And I love a lot of the, the design aspects uh, of, of its lore, and that you have your, your your powers from your patron are bound to a, a magical weapon of some kind, whether it be a sentient weapon, which is what they, they recommend, or it's some sort of you know a gift given to the Raven Queen through this weapon. Um, we wanted to try and diverge from the provided lore, but also in a game where you're constantly upgrading equipment and weapons, especially if you're more of a combat-based class like the Hexblade. If your class is so tied to a specific weapon, it's hard for me to consider ways where narratively you would just upgrade it away in the first few levels, and now that weapon that's so important, key to your class, just gets thrown or sold. Yeah, um, like the lightsaber at the beginning of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of the basically. Yeah, so like, yeah. like I, I just I was thinking about a way to fix that, and my way was considering with some of the story elements was to make an element of his relationship with his patron that 
the the falchion that he was bound to is a constant through mm. his adventure. Mm. And when he consumes a weapon, the enchantment subsists and is then transferred to the falchion, but whatever weapon that enchantment was carried is destroyed in the process. So he gets benefits to it because in multi- many different types of enchantments from many different weapons can all be attributed to this falchion, yeah. which is his core character's you know, weapon stat and everything. Um, so that's pretty cool, and he gets to summon it at will, like it's part of just the narrative flair of it, but it, it does end up destroying whatever item he leaves behind if he takes on a new enchantment. So that's wow. part of the, the balance and then the narrative yeah. thread we built into it. Yeah, it makes sense. I hope so. Yeah. You can only swallow so many swords before man. it starts to become a problem. So there's yeah. so much room in there, man. Yeah. And he'll have to choose eventually if he finds another cool sword to let his memento of Molly go. <laughs> oh, don't think I haven't thought of that. It's so, it's so sad. Why you gotta Why you gotta bring the sadness, Danny? Because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marisha. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Octaviani asks. Mm. I might have I might have done well with that one. Ooh, my first. Might have. My, I'll find out later. <laughs> uh, what were Bo's thoughts when it was discovered that Ford ghosted on the party during the two weeks? Did, did she even register it at all, or was she concerned for him due to his recent trauma? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Nah. <laughs> that was interesting. Never mind. I take that back. I rescind my statement. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I think she's a little bit. Worry, like that crossed my brain. Of like, that I, I think I said on air. I was like, you going for a little walkabout? Yeah. But that's also, I think, what kind of Bo would do. Being like, mm, fucked in the head. Need to go take a beach trip. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she'd be like, cool. That'd be good for you. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, she's not gonna. Fuck in the head. Beach trip. Beach trip. <laughs> yeah. Beauregard. Yeah, that's a shirt. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it crossed her mind, and that's kind of what I thought. I was like, oh. You know, but also in this party, we are not accustomed to people kind of coming and going, i.e., Yasha for starters, um, and kind mm. of people having their own business. This party is still pretty aloof. So, um, yeah, I wasn't too concerned. And we'll probably pry later, but later. That makes sense. Yeah, that's like, a very Beauregard What's thing. Up? What'd you do? But she's not. She wasn't going to stop him. Yeah, we'll talk about this more the next time Ashley's able to be on the show. But you guys figured out how her sort of exit after the yeah. kidnapping was going to happen, uh, right? Because she wasn't able to I come know. on. It's the perpetual frustration of the shoot schedule. You know, so happy she has work. Not really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm. 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 I'm ecstatic. <laughs> But no, like, like you know, it's the, the nature. The nature of, of, of filmmaking and, and, and television is schedules are, are very intense, especially. Yeah. And I guess you know that her schedules are even more intense this season, and so it's just trying to prep and, and be prepared because I don't, don't ever want to deny her to come into the game. Whenever she has the opportunity to play, I'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. Because at the at the very core of it, it's just we want to play as friends. Yeah. So even if it if it's a bit of a narrative bend to make it work, you know, I had the divine form of of. Pike last uh, campaign, and I'm slowly figuring out a way of doing it with Yasha here and there. But I want to find a way where she doesn't feel like she's, you know, ruining the story by showing up last minute. Yeah, totally. Um, so like, I really wanted her there for the Battle of Lorenzo. I really wanted a lot of elements here. It just didn't work out. So when when we got to that moment of the story and she couldn't be here, me and her had a 
long conversation via text where I was like, where are you? Where is Yasha at with this? What is her emotional state? What would her reactions be? And, mm -hmm. and wanted to basically just be a, um, a catalyst or a, a, a messenger for the performance she would have given. Yeah. So I worked with her extensively on that and wanted to hopefully, you know, do justice to what she would have done had she been here. That was a That's fucking cool. beautiful moment. Yeah. And the That's art all her, that I've man. seen from that art That's is awesome. insane. Wait, that was it's... all her? That like that 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 like going to the grave and everything? For the most part, yeah. Oh, like she shit. she gave me a lot of detailed stuff and, and then I just took it and, and did my best to interpret it in the scene. Oh, man. So that's Ashley. That was that was a great moment. Yeah, that was great. Um, all right, one more, and then we'll get to some free shit. Free shit. Free shit. Matt, just say in fifty nine asks, uh, how do you decide which information to dole out during library sessions? Does it depend on the time spent and what you have prepared? It depends on what information would be available, and what I do is I bullet point information on. Uh, obscurity. Mm. So I'll usually have a number of bullet points on certain topics they might discover that would be pertinent to their adventures and their their you know searching, and I scale them in in, in difficulty. Oh. So I'll usually have like four or five different bullet points of information, and if they roll fair to average, I might give them the first one, maybe the first two. They roll pretty well. Pardon me. I'll give them the third <laughs> one, and if they roll really high. I'll give them the really obscure, kind of mm. even stranger tidbits that'll you know really kind of make them go, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Um, so that's that's usually how I do it. That's if I'm prepared for it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm not prepared for it, in which case I'm trying to do the same thing, but just based on in my head what I had had thoughts on and you know interpret it in the moment, which is a very stressful thing sometimes. But, but that's uh, it works out okay. Miraculous, knowing that sometimes you don't have that planned out because you can't tell when you're watching the show. It seems like you. Have all that. I, I hope so. I, told I don't feel does. like it. I feel the back of my neck get warm, and oh, I'm like, no, oh, no. Uh, you learned that this um, <laughs> sings about no, man. the thing. Oh, no. oh, so glad you made a really research-oriented character, Liam. This you is great. Rarely, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, you, you, you picked the, the, the feet where you remember everything. Cool. Has that <laughs> added a lot to your prep? Because he did pick a, such a researching character, has that added a lot to your prep? Not a lot to it, but I, I've definitely made sure to over-prepare at moments because I expect him to be like, to, what time is it? Yeah. Hey, Matt, I have this ability where you tell me everything. Yeah. So what's everything? Yeah. And I'm gonna go, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Liam. Here's everything. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's 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 essentially Ahmed pulling out his tome of notes <laughs> in the, uh, the, the the second D and D episode of Community. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what if we want to go the other direction? Yeah, when, when David Cross is challenging him, like yeah. that's that's my retort. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. doesn't part of you love that about your I, players though, because they're so they they're so involved of course. in that way? Yeah. I'm so excited they're engaged in that regard. You yeah. know, it's it's it's, a, it's an additional challenge on me, but it's one that I've been wanting. I've had many campaigns where I've written a shit ton of lore, and the player's like, I don't care, I want to punch someone, and I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah. roll d20. You know, like, so yeah. for me, it's really exciting to have people that are interested and engaged and are playing into that aspect of their character, because then then it gives that character a benefit that when they encounter elements that might pertain to that information down the road, they can be the expert. Yeah. You know, and really, really this is the first time in a campaign we had a really high intelligence character that was focusing on learning lore and history and, and hopefully mm. using that to their advantage in the future, yeah. so yeah. I'm happy to to, to play to that because that's that's one of the strengths of the character he built. And yeah. I, I want to reward him for playing that properly. Yeah, I agree. That that and his hair are probably his two that best too, attributes. Both of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should dress up as Caleb for Halloween. 
Oh, and then you're halfway you. there. Yeah. You're already filthy. We're halfway there. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so goddamn yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, let's give away some free shit. Yeah. yeah! All right. Our first giveaway tonight is Gift of the Week. Gift of the Week! Gift of the Week! My legs asleep. Our winner for episode 31 of Campaign 2 was sent in by Chris Learn at Coin Op Think Tank. Lean back into your focus. There we go. No, Steve is on it. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's look take a look. Let's pool. take a look. Look at that. Oh my god. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I met a ghost I didn't need a punch. That's so good. Isn't that great? Oh, I love Caduceus so much. It's I such a unique, different like personality to bring to the table. I didn't notice he was deep in thought that whole time. The whole time. The whole time. I did not know. He just that sat yeah. there contemplating. Game. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Like I, I felt Amazing. it coming. Like I mean, uh, looking at you guys, and I look over at him just to see if he wanted to engage, and he's still there going. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, I know where this is going. Come on for a while. It was a myth. I loved it. Uh, great gift. Congrats oh. to you, Chris. You have won this coveted Critical Role Retro. Yay! Oh. This is one of my favorites that we've ever put out. Me too. This one. Like, that one's Yeah. When choice. I see people wearing this, well, who am I pointing that to? There you go. Pointing Thanks. it to Steve. So Max, good. do you have one of these? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Sometimes, like, Seems like you wear the same clothes a lot. And if you wanted some more shirts, you know, you could just ask. All right. I'm so sorry, Max. Always a chatterbox, Maxwell James. Max I'm Jenga. Leave my Max alone. Hey, he likes it. He hates it. <laughs> you can talk to him about it this Friday when they're doing their AMA on Reddit. Oh, yeah. you guys, the crew. Oh, Why didn't we have that, yes. yeah, we have that in the announcement? Guys, crew, AMA, this Friday. Danny, tell him what time. Uh, two o'clock Pacific Daylight Time. Yeah. That's your, it's Danny Carr, the real Danny Carr, Max Jenga, Vinny Singh, our head of production. Who else is coming? Chris Lockie. Those three. Oh, no, it's just those three. Rachel. Rachel, All kinds Rachel of great will be people. there. Good people. All the people that make these shows happen and make them what they are, really, yeah. are yeah. going to be answering our your questions. behind the scenes folks. That's this Friday on Reddit, so check, go to the Critical World yeah. subreddit yeah. and check it and out. And there are many other amazing folks behind the scenes Tons. that help make this yes. show, but we can only fit Tons. a few of them into the AMA before it turns into absolute chaos. So. We can't afford for all of them to become internet famous at the same time. <laughs> we have to stagger it, you know? Because we'll be taking full credit. Like, it's that's true. the whole thing with Dan is, you know, the long game here is that someday she'll become very rich, take care of all of us. Oh yeah, no, she's cool. gonna be with us at the nursing home, right, Danny? Yes. Right, Danny? Yeah, Please, 100%. Danny. I don't want to be in one of the I'm nice ones. I'm not going ones. anywhere, you guys. Y'all are gonna have to kick me out of here, kicking and screaming. Show for, off that for me bow to leave. you got Isn't going that on, so Danny. Cute. That's so cute. Oh. Here's our meal ticket. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah Danny's like, little yeah, D20s on it. Meal ticket. Yeah. A funny story about this bow. Uh -huh. um, I used to wear this lots and lots all the time. Uh, and I wore it to SDCC the first time that I met the cast. That's true. And Marisha remembered it, and I lost it uh, a year ago or so before I moved here. And then Marisha found hers and gave it to me because she missed me wearing this bow. It's true. Aww. I wasn't wearing it. She's was sitting in my closet. You gave her After her own bow. Exactly. I did. It was a bow from Bow. Yeah. It's true. Bows, bows. Bows, bows. Aww. Hey, this character name's getting just more and more complicated every time. You think so? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two bow, training bow, in the bow. Yeah. Bow. Two bows. <laughs> Two bows. I feel like Homer Simpson bow. in the Mo episode. No, no. Bow. 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 Oh, boy. Uh, Marisha. Good times, yeah. Question from at Underscore A Towers. I think that's, is that Andrea? Andrea. That, that's yeah. Andrea. I knew it. Hey, hey Andrea. Uh, everyone seems to have long-term personal goals, but we haven't <laughs> heard much about bows. Without yeah. spoiling anything, does she have something specific she's working toward? Have the goals she may have had changed in any way since meeting the Mighty Knights? That's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, her goals have definitely changed. And, What's what's pertinent? She um she has goals. I think Marisha is more aware of more meta goals mm. in in terms of character stuff. Than Bo is directly. Than Bo is directly. Mm. But also I'm deeply waiting to see how the world is going to affect her, and it already has a lot. Keyleth was deeply long-term goal-oriented, deeply, and I kind of didn't want to do that again. Oh. So <laughs> this character is a little bit more flying by the seat of her pants, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I have things in mind, but nothing in terms of Keyleth, where Keyleth was kind of fighting against her environment to still somehow maintain her path mm. and to find herself along a destined path. And like, like Keyleth's whole thing was kind of playing with that idea of destiny and choice and that as a dichotomy. Bo is a little bit more of an experiment on being a shit kicker and seeing what happens when you're tossed into this lifestyle. Which is wow. kind of fun. It's been fascinating to watch Bo, who is essentially kind of that, that you know, big fish in a small pond type youth yeah. who just you know couldn't deal with the, what she perceived as the slights and bullshit of the the of adults the and the authority of yeah, the small the, town. Yeah, yeah. Keyleth was more of the small goldfish in a huge pond. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, for the record, can sure. I just give? Speaking of, of of and this is a kind of a bit of a draw here. A big round of applause for Max and his fantastic Critical Role Land oh, yeah. diorama. Oh yeah. Max. Drop cam today, amazing, was absolutely fantastic. Look at Max, that. Beautiful. Max showed off. Uh, I would say a tiny, tiny bit of his creative genius here so compared like, to what. Oh shit! Damn it! I'm not gonna go back and start from the top now that you walked back in the room. I, 
However, um, however, we watched were the VOD. We were discussing the uh, the delight that uh, this is kind of the baseline, and the next expansion in Critical Role Land has the, uh, yeah, the Splat Mountain extension, where you get inside <laughs> the goldfish and then ride down for a thousand feet yes. Yes. into the rocks. Kind of have Splat, Splat Mountain. mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what this mountain is. There you go, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's going to be that's oh, going to be true. Splat yeah. Mountain. Second mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. We should open a theme park. <laughs> Man. First crit con. <laughs> I designed it. You all said no. Yeah. Well, look. It, it was <laughs> hard to tell how expensive it was going to be based on the crayon. <laughs> on that size, it's really inexpensive. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's just a couple of boxes and then. Yeah, some it's like yeah. sixty bucks and we can have it done. Yeah. The thing about Critical Roland is that it's only built for actual critters. Like not critters yeah. are fans, like mice and squirrels. Oh, how cute! There you go. Like, so that's how you save your costs. One, Critters from everywhere can come. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of shit in my life. A mouse uh, throwing up over the side of a roller coaster is not one of them. So I'm down. Let us change this path you've walked on, Ryan. <laughs> Could you imagine a mouse in a goldfish writing it down? Oh my god! No, 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 no. Well, here comes art. Yeah. Yep, there we go. It's the um, next one shot. Yes. It's the what? It's the next one shot. It's the next one shot? Oh my god, yeah. yeah oh, honey heist. Now it's, as long now it's as we don't have to bring out that goddamn fishing game ever again. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was so much fun for everyone Until but you. Until it got to my turn, yep. I had to do it with the bear glove on. It was taking an hour and a half. <laughs> we so should have sped that part up for the VOD, you know? Like, just fast forward it. Ugh. Apologize to everyone for like, repeatedly slamming my lapel. It's okay. The sound guy left. I heard him five minutes ago. He was like, fuck yeah. this. I'm like, Sorry. Um, Matt, yes. uh, Herky Avello asks, was Bo's training montage a matter of convenient, elegant storytelling, or is Bo expected to spend a few days with the Cobalt Soul for every new class feature? With time, would she learn she has access to them herself, or is it required that they are taught? Uh, honestly, it was more convenient storytelling. Hmm. Um, leveling up in D&D, most classes, you don't want to have to require each person to have to go back to learn their abilities. It's a way to do it, and I have run games that ran that way a little bit, usually other RPG systems. Um, but for, for this circumstance, because we're doing milestone leveling, uh, it was essentially after a big adventure and they returned as a dash and you already were in the proximity of <laughs> Of uh, the archive, also, and so it made I, it made I sense. I wanted something. Yeah, yeah well, it's it, a little bit my request. And it makes sense for your character too, yeah. where she's she's now wanting to be taught. She wants to keep learning. She's she's hungry to find ways to improve herself, whether it be to show her superiors that she can eventually be better than them. Yeah. Um, and to just be more, you know, able to survive in a world that is not as easily surmounted as she maybe had expected. And so yeah. and so that allowed me the opportunity to build that scene. So I don't think I'd require it of her, but if the opportunity arises and aligns when she would have a major class uh, you know, level up and they were near an archive of some kind, you know, I would want to include some element of that because it makes sense for the character, her narrative, and it's fun it's fun to play out those little montage sequences. Yeah. It's like any classic martial arts movie where you get to watch yeah, the up and comer, exactly. you know, the, the upgrade. Trainee, yeah. yeah. Like, like I kind of want someone to, to cut a lot of those sequences from the last episode with like a just like a montage. jogging up yeah. stairs of the cobalt soul and down. So and you think forth. you can punch a ghost? Can you do it right? Put your fist. I think it'll happen now. I think it'll happen. I'm excited. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you're in the cobalt. Cobalt soul. <laughs> so 
dumb. That, is that the spiritual successor to the D&D Beyond theme? Just like che- cheesy oh. 80s training theme? <laughs> Sam's yeah. at home and he just broke his wine glass. He's yeah. like, damn you, Mercer, it's my job. <laughs> just thought get, the monk was really hard and needed all those stats. Well, let me add intelligence to make you all real at. Man, it's just good. Yes. Make it fun. Be good. This is great. It's good. Are we recording any of this? No. <laughs> Are we on the internet? God, I hope not. Um, let's give away some more free shit, and then yes, we'll get please. to a few more questions. Our next giveaway is for you fans that create and send in incredible art for moments during Critical Role. It's Fan Art of the Week. Fan Art of the Week! This week's fan art winner for episode 31 was sent in by Olivia Heinz. At Olivia Heinz, let's take a look. Oh, oh so that piece, right? Good. Oh. Yeah, that one was nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh my. All the drowned God. bodies under Worth there. Worth it to see Ford Dockers too. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of his long-term character goal is to eventually yeah. f- rediscover those dockers. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's character man. growth. So, oh, so wow. fucking beautiful. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> Someone. Wow. Sorry. That's... Oh. My probation oh. officer forgot to put it on. <laughs> what were you saying? That art piece was awesome. Um, Did, you see, Did you see the like Norway cosplay? Contests, the international ones, right, the, right. the Ford or the Nordic cosplay, whatever. No. And this guy did this Ford, and he did this whole performance with the eye Whoa. behind him. What? Really? It was legit. Somebody link me. Yeah, someone. Yeah. Well, well, we'll retweet it after the show. Yeah, okay, we'll retweet okay. it. Yeah, retweet it's the amazing. Shit out of we'll see it. We all we woke up to it, but yeah, just yeah. This, like someone doing it for the. Um, What's those called? Cosplay? For the gram? Oh. It's <laughs> cosplay contest. Danny yeah. laughed. But it was like a big, big national. Yeah. It was like yeah. a national like contest. The World Cosplay Summit type of yes. evidence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So World it was, it was Cosplay epic. Summit? That's a thing. That sounds fun as fuck. I know, right? Hey, hire me it's to a be a deal. judge, guys. There you go, you're here. My appearance fee is liquor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, but, real but, easy. But but that that Olivia piece, um, I remember sending it to Travis as soon as it came out because Liam put it in our text thread and Travis and the response was just like, oh my, yeah. next one, God. Yeah. Such a good piece. Every once in a while when I come across something epic, I'll send it to Liam and I'll be like, did you see this? I stopped doing that a while yeah, ago. Yeah, no, he's yeah, on top of it. Like, yeah. Of course I saw it. Yeah. Of course I saw you. He like slaps you. Yeah. <laughs> you usually, didn't see this? Ow. Usually he writes back and says, how'd you get this number? <laughs> um, anyway, thank you to everyone who submitted. Congrats to you, Olivia. You have won this. Wormwood Cherry Dice Tower Ooh. System. Featuring Bliss Valley Cartography by Devin Rue, available on Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Look at how cool is this? I know, the dragon cut leather is so and then cool. This epic Devin Rue, we love her. This her art's amazing. Look at this. The texture mm. of it, you can mm. see it. This is insane. Rachel has one of these that they had sent her, and I, I'm going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Olivia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to fight Brian for it now. Yeah, you, yeah, Olivia's going, this is going to my house tonight. Um, yeah, isn't this dragon? Oh, man. So, so good. 
Whoa, that smells good. It smells they good. smell so it good. Smells. Make sure to check it. out wormwoodgaming.com. And guns. remember, you can enter our weekly contest by emailing your gift or fan art to submit. 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 At Rules for our contest available at critroll.com. Moving on <laughs> with a question for Matt. Yes. What's Agent Panic asks yes? The gentleman has been a big influence on the story so far, but the Mighty Nine only ever found out about him because Bo decided to steal some mail. How much did you plan of him at that point, or did you think he would play such an important role? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that was the letter from Dimondon when you guys were leaving Trostenwald. It is all my fault. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I had loosely outlined the gentleman as part of the kind of the Underworks faction in Zadash. I didn't think it was going to come into play unless they began to actually seek like a darker element within the city. Yeah, um, it was one of many story threads that I was going to develop if it ever came up. You know, I had kind of a loose outline of, of you know, whenever, whenever I build a city, I try and build out the various factions that are important there and certain key figures that exist in those factions and how they feel about the other factions there. So if anyone asks, I can improvise the the interactions with them and their opinions on certain matters. So I didn't expect the gentleman to become such a big factor to the campaign, but when you found the letter, and I was like, okay, well you picked a letter, I have to go ahead and write something about the gentleman, and so I put the kind of the code in there to find him, and then you went and found him, and then it was like, okay, well, we'll see where this rolls. Wow. I have a question, though. Yeah? Because I didn't open the mail right away. Yeah. I took it, stashed it, and then I opened it like next session or a session later. Yeah. If I would have opened it immediately that same session, would you have given me the same information? Uh, or did you take time to prep because you gave me no, no, letters. I, no, I did. Later. I did. I would have. I would have improvised something on the spot, and you wouldn't have had a prepared prop, probably. But you, yeah. would, you would have had a nowhere near as well presented bit of information. But it still would have included the gentleman. It would have included whoever I came up with in the moment that would have made sense, which might have been the gentleman. I don't know. Gaia. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those moments where you're caught off guard as a DM, you know, and you, in those scenarios, you would have to just say what made sense in the moment. Yeah. And. Uh, it's interesting. And it, but because I had the time, I went home yeah. and thought about it. I'm like, who would that letter be by? The Demodon, it's probably dealing with this, and so it'll be from the gentleman. Sure, because that makes sense with the faction he works with. All right, cool. We'll go forward with that. So. Wow. Interesting. He looks down at it, two papers behind his DM screen. One says the gentleman, one says the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, Marisha, yeah. Donald Cheeto <laughs> asks. Well done. Uh, I, I love this question. Bo is disappointed she didn't get to kill the archers during her training. <laughs> Does she often have trouble distinguishing between necessary and unnecessary violence? <laughs> That's pretty great. That's great. Um, I think it's something she did struggle with and slips out mm. sometimes, probably. Like, I, I, I imagine she would be the type where, she was the type, but she, I had a few stories kind of thought up in her backstory of where, like, there's an altercation in the back of the bar between two people who are not her and have nothing to do with her, and like, as soon as she sees a punch go, she's like, Right, you know, and yeah. immediately just like goes for it. She so, kind of lives on the adrenaline of just of being, getting beat up and beating up fighting. other people. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's definitely that. kind of her her yeah. thing. So I think yes, yes. I think she, with maturity and age, is like oh right. But I think in this moment she was like oh cool, let's go. And then yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. 
Good times. This one's for Matt, but I want both of you to answer. It's from Tyler Turner. What was going through your head during the Jester Not shenanigans? <laughs> Holy cow. That was hilarious. That's why I was saying that the, those moments like that take a shopping episode and turn it into some of the funniest like oh, yeah. one-liners oh, and stuff good. we'll remember I for a long that time. Shit. I love I uh, which is why I cannot implore players enough and 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 DMs if you can allow it to not play it safe all the time. Yeah. Sometimes go out of your way to do weird interesting shit that the character might be, you know, might have the, pro the proclivity to do cuz it it leads to some of the best moments of the game. Yeah. It really does and failure can lead to better failure, to better consequences, to crazy intensity. And uh, some of the best D&D stories come from players making stupid choices and then failing and then failing and then failing and like something as simple as like we're going to go we're going to go pick up some new armor ends with we got to go break so and so out of prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I and I love those moments. And World Jester Jester sure. was pretty close to having a Keyleth I just got arrested for no reason moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not for no reason. She straight up va vandalized yeah, the center yeah. of the Temple of Bahamut. But you know, no biggie. With multicolors, Bahamut loves being colored multiple colors. Yeah, uh, I read that about. I read that about. Bahamut. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. go, going, yeah. going chromatic colors in a, in a Bahamut temple. That does that doesn't bode well. Um, How bad would their punishment have been if they had been caught? Oh, dude, <laughs> painting. Painting Bahamut in a series of colors that could be interpreted as a symbol of the chromatic dragon, that 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 puts you into uh, just immediately for anyone who works for the for, for that particular temple, you're 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 probably a worshiper of Tiamat, the the ultra enemy of Bahamut, like the Which other side of the coin. Which yeah. is not an approved god Dang. of the empire, so I'm sure. Not an approved god of the empire. That, that that that's like that, that's being of the utmost of like pious Vatican. And then saying, "Oh, I worship the devil." Sure. You know, like but it's real. The government would have gotten involved, is what I mean. Oh yeah, no. If, if they would have wanted yeah. to, yeah, the, the government would have been involved. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. It would have been an interesting, interesting because it was not because it was Jester. I wasn't too afraid because I knew they had a lot of options because they are both just slippery, tricky characters. Yeah. Um, but it but it kept escalating, kept escalating. I was like, oh man. So good. Let's see where this goes. And the fact that she had just level six and had that like that channel divinity, uh, like six second invisibility was clutch so at the end. Good. Oh, so good. So pretty pretty proud of them both. I love those moments. Um, I think it was about time that they had their their respective trip to the uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the medical facility that like Caleb and Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Molly. Yeah, and Molly. Yeah, Molly that's right. Too. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that whole sequence. And Not was there too. Yeah. Molly had smeared like a, a spectrum of old tavern food in his privates yeah, to pass off yeah, as a, as he'd a like, and he'd like, like, disease. Like, like, like put some of it in his mouth and was like throwing, and then was like pretending to like throw up. Dungeons and Dragons, ladies and gentlemen. Did Dungeons this, and Dragons. Did you see the sticker on Danny's laptop? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah scaling. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Marisha, we all, we'll squeeze in a couple more here. Yeah. Uh, not a couple more Marishas, a couple more questions. Um, spicy Bo-Ritos. Oh boy. Asks, oh my goodness. When Jester, Yasha, and Ford were captured, Bo referred to them as part of her family. And this episode, she behaved in a joking, teasing manner with Caleb. Does this mean she's finally opening up and admitting to herself and others that she has friends? Um, yes, I think so. And especially, I think, considering the fact that 
Ford and the others are also starting to accept it. It gives her permission to accept it a little bit more. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, well, kind of that like, yeah, you know when that, uh, you know when you were like dating in high school and you're like, no, we're not dating, we're not dating, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah. are we, right? No, we're not, no, we're not, unless you say we are. Are we though? Because <laughs> if you want to be, then right. like, <laughs> we can do it. But like, not. But like, I don't right, want right. to. If you don't want to be, then like, I definitely don't want to be. Weird. So it's kind of yeah. 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 It's kind of like that. So I think now that like Ford kind of mentioned a few things about like, you know, sticking together and hearing not kind of talking about, you know, growing to care for these people. She's kind of like, oh, cool. And Bo's never had friends that lasted this long, so yeah. The friendships had lasted that long, or they all died like Molly. She. Oh. <laughs> oh. What? Danny just wrote that on here. What? Are you lied. <laughs> lied. I made sure to mention this specific thing, and, and I just, just to put it in perspective, when she says friendships lasted this long, she means like two and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Really? And y'all say I'm bringing the sadness. Yeah. Well. Well, Somebody has you saw to. Bo when she showed up at the campaign. She's not the kind of person that makes long-term no, friendships. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of no. sucked at the beginning. All of Bo's friends were people who worked on the criminal underground who were older than her, who were always passing through the town. Mm. So she hung out with them for local jobs that they would pull. Yeah. She was like their local hire. Like, you know when we go to Indianapolis and we hire local, you know, camera guys? She was like that person <laughs> traveling through. Yeah. So she's only had friends for the weekends that people were in town, and yeah. then they may be like, cool, thanks for helping with the gig, peace, and yeah. then right. we'll keep rolling yeah. through. Yeah. So those were all, and then sometimes they would come back through, and she'd be like, dope, you're back in town, Jane. You wanna hang out, Jane? You know, I don't wanna, yeah. <laughs> only if you're free, though. Right. Um, <laughs> I think it turned into Jake Peralta for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll totally drive to Santa Monica to see you. Yeah, I'll drive. It's not that far. It's only an hour and a half for me. You know, I'll drive to see you. Oh my god. Oh, um, yeah, it was kind of bow. It was kind yeah, of bow. Makes sense. Um, okay, we have time for one more because Max has a date. Is that true? No, he's got to go home and feed his cats. Oh. Um, I'd cry myself to sleep. That's what no, oh. he's, he's very happily taken already. So yeah. I, I get a lot of tweets. I get a lot of tweets. Max is taken, guys. I'm sorry to let you down. We all tried, but something that good has to get snatched up at some point, right? It's true. That's what he told me before the show. Uh, with a brick asks Matt, uh, what's it like to build the story of Jester and the Traveler? How is crafting her story with her deity different than the others you've done for characters in the past? It's fascinating. I'm loving it. It's, that was one of my favorite parts of this past episode. Me too, actually. I Religion in role-playing games, especially D&D &D and other fantasy role-playing games, is a very weird thread to, to, to maneuver around because it's you live in a world where essentially gods have proven to exist, divine powers are real, there are there is proof historically of miracles for the most part in some of these worlds. Um, and depending on, on, on which system and which world and which, which theme, uh, the gods can be very aloof and distant, they can be very involved in the way the world is. And so I've, I've built this world to be one in which the gods have essentially decided for the betterment of mankind to be removed, to be outside of that space. Their presence was too dangerous 
to maintain the life that they helped create and cultivate. Mm. So, um, in in this campaign, there was the opportunity to show that divinity can exist on multiple scales. You know, there are the the the, the, the prime gods and the, uh, the prime deities and the betrayer gods and the gods that helped shape the world of its you know inception and, and you know uh, initial creation. Uh, and then there are some that are still able to divvy out or be divine entities in a much smaller scale. You get to see essentially what would be gods at the beginning of their worship of this kind of new wave of development. Vesh with Kasha in the first campaign was a very much an oh, example yeah. of somebody who worshipped a divine entity but was not considered a god per se. Mm. And in the, the player's handbook and in other very interpretations, uh, various interpretations of, of the game and the worlds, um, you know, you, divine powers can be gifted or can be harnessed not always from a direct gift or blessing from a god, but sometimes it's about uh, a very strong devotion uh, or, or a creed or a set of philosophies that you feel so uh, invested in that, it, that you find this power within yourself to create these miracles. Wow. And so I've, I've always wanted to explore those elements. And the Traveler, and the relationship with, with uh, the Traveler and, and Jester has been a very unique experience so far and hopefully for a long time forward to to watch an entity that is not as established yeah that uh, is more mysterious and essentially uh, slowly beginning to play with the idea of their own divinity and what that means their responsibility and the relationships with their followers and because they are their lesser scale and they're not entrapped by the divine gate, they get to have a much more personal relationship with their worshippers, like Vesh did with Kasha. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there are other entities like this that exist in the world that may or may not play into the story, depending on where you guys go. But it was it was really excited to to take this one with with Jester and and kind of just see see where it goes from here. It's it's made it's made for some very interesting scenes and and, and I'm a, very intrigued about this relationship. I'm, me I'm too. So interested to see what the fuck is going on there yeah. because. Something, you know, doesn't feel right, but something also does feel right about it. It, it, yeah. it, it it's good. Oh, okay. I was right for once, Danny. So you're right. I just said good. You. Oh, good. Okay. He's trying to throw us <laughs> off now, Danny. See what he's doing? He's manipulating us. He's a master storyteller. It's true. Well, guys. <laughs> As we have done so many nights before on Tox Machina, we are ending the show talking about shit that sounds like Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> the last like 15 oh, no. no, it's oh, I can't, no. I can't help it. The last like 15 seconds that Matt was talking, I thought anyone just clicking on the show right now that doesn't know anything about D&D is like this motherfucker's talking about Xeno and shit. <laughs> Clicking on this show oh, no. that doesn't know about someone who sees a, Twitch, someone who sees Twitch, a thumbnail yeah. of me with my shirt open. Oh, good point. Yeah. Laying back in this chair, talking to, and then cut to Mac Chief, and then look at this. How can you not? And then go to Marisha. I mean, who's gonna not? Well, you could have done a better face than that. <laughs> Why do you look like a waif? <laughs> Because I'm talking about Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's brought me so many wonderful things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being paid to be here. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm not being paid to marry Tom Cruise. To all, to all the members of the, of the critter community that happen to be Scientologists, I apologize. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you Please. Leah Remedy's number. Come, come back. Come, get away, get away. 
<laughs> yep. Come join our religion instead. It's much more yeah, fun. It is. Yeah. It's true. The traveler is with you. The traveler is always with you. We're yes. totally re like reinstating the satanic panic of the 80s, yeah, by the way, true. right now. That's true. Come join our religion. This isn't what D&D is about. We haven't worked 30 years to try <laughs> yeah, and get away from that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, now I we've ended, ended talks how we've ended it so many times before, which is setting the D&D movement back 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Matt, Marisha, as always, the lovely Danny Carr. Uh, next week, we'll be discussing episode 32. Yeah. Critical Role Campaign 2. Guys, we love you. Don't forget to love each other. Don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Stay tart, my friends. So cute. <laughs> it's, it's you, buddy. We're back. Hi. Hey, everyone. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Same show, same guest. Yeah. I think Danny should count on all our shows. <laughs> she should. I'm down with that. That was so cute. That was awesome. So terrifying face. I love it. Well, we have some questions from the Alpha chat. Alpha? Alpha chat. Uh, Matt. Yes, hi. Missy Kier asks, what's your favorite thing about Caduceus? Oh, man, I... He's got such a Tom Waitsy vibe, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I... There's a oh man, there's so many parts. I love the color scheme. I love having a, a, a Fearbog actually in the group. Yeah. Which, by the way, I've been saying Fearbog my whole life, and then and then somebody went, uh, "Isn't it pronounced Fearbog?" And I went, "No, it's pronounced Furbolg. And then they pulled up D and D Beyond, and they have the audio clip where you press it and it plays the actual name, and it was me pronouncing it Fearbog. And I went, "Fuck!" Yeah. I corrected I... myself. Oh, I was gonna. Say, I was about to be like, "Wait, the pronunciations that we did." Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was me. Oh, shit. It was literally, I was like, no, it's Fearbog. No, listen to this. Fearbog. Oh, no, it's Fearbog. Thanks, me. I have it right here. Yeah. I have it right here. Oh, God. Oh, my here God. We, go. yes. we brought it up. Wait, yes. I have to log into DNDB. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, it, it so, um, so that, that was interesting. But no, but like for me, Caduceus, oh, man. I like how. Oh, it's hard to pick, like, I'm trying to choose. If I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, I'm appreciating that Caduceus is very much this kind of new soul to the world around him. Yeah. He spent so much time in a very localized area that a lot of the adventures and experiences he's going to have along with the Mighty Nine are gonna be all new, all fresh, all kind of a man out of time type feel in a lot of ways. And, yeah. uh, and, and already has been exciting on top of his very just low key, yeah, okay, demeanor. So yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, what about you? I mean, especially considering Molly was the definition of an old soul. But yeah, Caduceus his, is very much the new soul. Very much the new soul yeah, is, is fascinating. True. I just, I like, um, I think Taliesin is so quick and witty that it's interesting to see him, to see his wit still played out in a slower way. In a long form. In a long version, form way. Yeah. That's a good point. Like basically, yeah. like him doing that. Uh, yes, I have met a ghost. I didn't want to punch thing. Yeah, yeah. was okay. still him being quick and witty, but 
but in a long-term payoff kind of way. Sam gets a lot of credit for being super fast and clever, because he is. He's one of the funniest and most clever human beings I know. Sure. But Taliesin, and, and more many, subtle and ma- about it though. Sam's very flashy yeah. about it, not in a bad way. But, it's but, hilarious. Yeah, but but, but Taliesin t- digs him in there. Yeah. Has, has this subtle, charming wit that is, is is razor sharp, and it is brilliant. And and he's the kind of person that'll sit there and wait patiently for the right moment, and then drop a bomb that destroys all of us, and then yes. just sits there and smiles back. And yeah. I love it. I know. <laughs> he's such a charming. His son reactions of a bitch. to stuff are amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Shadowstorm Zero asks for everyone: How long until we get a Max Cam to see his reaction to Brian's comments? We well, were as we know, Max. Just if you if, the show, so it'll never happen. If there's <laughs> if there's a camera on, Max can't wait to run in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. We have a few crew members who are like, "Fuck being in front of camera. Very you camera leave me shy. fucking out of it." Yeah. Max Thankfully, Danny's not you. too camera shy. It's real, yeah, it's real stressful being in front of the camera. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Those days are gone, he said. Yeah, another oh. child actor over here. Yeah, he was in a lot of J.C. Penny catalogs as a kid. <laughs> J.C. Penny for me was so Did you guys have Gokshocks up there like we did in the valley? Yeah, we had Okay. Mervyn's, yeah, fucking Mervyn's, dude. Remember Mervyn's? Oh, yeah. Holy Montgomery shit. Ward? Yes. Montgomery Ward, oh, man. Oh, boy. I just drove by Toys R Us the other day and got really sad. Oh, no. Got really Ooh. sad. Yeah, it's bad. There's a whole generation that will never know about Toys R Us, and that like deeply saddens me. That's one that I didn't really think was going to end up vaporizing that Yeah, fast. me neither. Like, bookstores a few years ago, it's like, okay, bookstores are going to go. Blockbuster obviously has been in the works for a while, but. yeah. Toys R Us. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be completely forthright and honest on this. There have been days in my past where I've had a really, really bad day and just felt emotionally drained and sad and bereft of any sort of inspiration or joy. And I'll just drive and park and walk into a Toys R Us just, <laughs> just to be kind of uplifted. Yeah. And. I really appreciated those times, even if I didn't buy anything. Just walking through those aisles, like it recaptured five-year-old, you know, eight-year-old yeah. me. For a were moment, you, were you wearing this and sobbing? Probably, yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be a sight. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We should see me sobbing this many times. Yeah. No, usually so many after, times. usually after, after a movie. Episode. Yeah, yeah. After oh. a Folgers commercial. Look, man, <laughs> I, I cry at the drop of a hat when it comes to, to film what media. What was the last she knows movie this. that made you cry, Matt? Uh, what was the last movie we watched? Pick, I was gonna say pick one. <laughs> um, what was the last wait, movie? Wait, what was it? You did break down. You broke down when we were listening Jurassic to Pink World. Floyd in of the course. car. Oh, come on, it's Pink Floyd. Yeah, it's Shine On Me oh, Crazy Diamond. It's I guess it makes me cry every time. Like, are you emotion kidding Emotion in ways. Yeah. Because, right. get this, I was having lunch with Liam, and we got into, we were talking about the thing we do in the desert, and I was talking about crying to Pink Floyd, yeah. telling this story, and he was like, yeah, I haven't really, like, listened to Pink Floyd. <gasps> I know. Yeah, and I was like, I what do you mean? So I sent him Wish You Wish Were you Here, were here. Yeah. the song, which yeah. is my favorite song so on the face good. of the planet. If I went to hell and they were like, you can only listen to one song on repeat for the rest of eternity, I'd be like, well, I'm going to pick Wish You Were Here. Loophole. You just went to heaven. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. And uh, I forgot to button my shirt. Yeah, he. It's okay. It's forgot. like it's got like a James. It's after Dean dark. Thing. You're allowed to show off as much chest yeah, as you want, Brian. Exactly. Get comfy. <laughs> 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 
Mm. We should get to some questions. No, this is after dark. We should anyway. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the point. So yeah, he hadn't heard "Wish You Were Here" the song before. What did he think? Oh, he was like, "This is like several lifetimes of experience in world. music," and I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy, and you're sober." Yeah. So like, imagine <laughs> yeah. if you weren't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Ask if Liam cried to it. Liam's like me, but with the added weight of children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think right. I'm ready to cry at the drop of a hat? He's like brimming at all moments. He so is. Yeah. Love you, Liam. We're a group of sensitive boys, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Oh, we are some, sensitive boys. We wouldn't have it any boys. other way. Yeah. Me neither. Are you kidding me? I'd, I'd, I'd rather feel really hard than not feel at all, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, feel really hard or not feel at all. Life short, do something to a bagel. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that was said on the show. <laughs> that was fuck? that was Talison. Talison one night on the show was like, I yeah. lost that one. Yeah. Yeah, Life just, is short, do something to a bagel. Be Molly's parting words of wisdom. Yeah. Life is short, That's do so something much. to a bagel. That fucking man. Yep. Oh my god. Oh boy. It makes sort of sense in context. It does. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sort sure. Of. I don't want context. I wasn't giving you context. I know. I was thank just, you. I was just <laughs> saying that it kind of is there. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one, Marisha. Here's oh, one boy. to get us back on track. Okay. Yellow Fred. Marisha, obviously Jester talks a lot about her relationship with the Traveler, but do you think Bo realizes how literal it is? If not, what do you think her reaction would be to finding out? Um, that's that's an interesting question. I think it's not that I don't think that Bo doesn't um, think that Jester isn't speaking literally. Bo very much knows that she is speaking literally, but in terms, you know those people where they're like, oh, yeah, this is the way this went down. You believe me, right? And you're like, I believe that you believe that. Mm -hmm. So I think Bo is very much like that. Like, oh yeah, I believe that you were speaking about this imaginary friend, literally, but doesn't change the fact that it is still an imaginary friend. Right, right, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why I did the Traveler in quotes right. at the top of the show. So yeah, I don't know. And, and um, but who's she talking to? If it's not him, are you placating the mystery? What's happening here? I can't read your face. That's why I've never played poker with you, and I probably never will. I'm terrible at poker. No, you're. You can't be with a face like that. I don't I actually I haven't played poker in like ten years probably. Really? So I'll play yeah. with you, man. No. Because now I know that I can take your money. We have a we have a <laughs> poker table now. That's true. We, we do. do have a poker yeah. table. I love oh, poker. I'll play poker with you guys anytime. No, so, I'm so. can't wait for you guys you. to see the new set. It's so good. Yep. Soon. Soon. They've seen Soon. A, a few people who caught the drop cam of it being built. That's right. Yeah. I saw that on Reddit. They know yeah. they know it was being built. It's so gorgeous, guys. Wait, what did they say on Reddit? What did the Reddit people say? They have theories <laughs> about, There's, I read it too, there's theories about what the new what set is for. for. Some people thought it was a new Tox Machina set, but we don't need one, because this is amazing. Yeah. It's great. No. It's full, it's getting... It's comfy, it's fun. It's fun, yeah, we might make some changes, but no, the new yeah. set is for some of our new stuff that's gonna... Yeah, mm -hmm. this, guy could, he, this guy could use just a little, a little sprucing up, but not... Yeah. 
This is like the comfy living room. It is. And guys, she's, and then that's, she's been developing I some cool, fun shit. Big time. You want a what? I still want a pillow fort for recap. A pillow fort? Like a blanket fort. Oh, a, yes. oh, a fort. We oh, talked said a pillow, about that. A pillow fort. That is what I said. A pillow fort. Like, we can get you. Your house already, Dan? <laughs> no, we have a pillow mercer. Next is the pillow yeah. fort. We can get you a pillow fort for your pillow fort. Hey. There you go. Easily. Pillow mercer needs to go to the dry cleaner. I said last week on the show, he's he's low noon right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I avoid pillow mercer. I don't want to know how dirty he is and why. Ooh. Okay. So continuing, please. Right. We uh, do need to put that on the list, so Max, we need to make a little pillow fort for crit recap. Oh we God. do not need yeah, to do I'll that. Pillow dry cleaned, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do not need to do that. Uh, Pajama Matt, question from Akita. What's yes. your favorite slumber party snack? Ooh. <gasps> That's such a great question. That's a really besides, good question. Besides straight ecstasy. <laughs> Slumber party, right? Uh, I think we had very different high school experiences. Oh, we did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yours didn't last 12 years. <laughs> Noted. Uh, I'm 35, I got out of high school three years ago. Well, in that context, my pajama experiences happened a lot later. Yeah, um, slumber party snack. Yeah, no, I... Uh, s'mores I, are always great. Yeah, s'mores mm. are great, honestly. As a kid, I saved certain cereals for special occasions, and my favorite my, my favorite cereal that I saved specifically as a reward to myself for like crazy social events like slumber parties was Fruity Pebbles. Oh fuck yeah, Fruity! Pebbles. I have it. I have it like once a year. Really? But like, I pick a specific event, like like out of the thing in the desert. I, I I bought a box of Fruity Pebbles. Really? Slumber parties, I'd bring a box of Fruity Pebbles. That Heck was like yeah. that was that was when you know I've truly. Unwound. Yeah. That's when I, I, I fill that bowl with some colorful, crispy flakes and yeah. pour some milk I in have there. I have bowls in my pantry right now for yeah. the sole purpose of the fact that it's amazing ice cream. I fill that bowl with <laughs> some You see, there was a sudden day when you fill the bowl with the fruity pebbles that you have to notice the milk's film kind of collects when you run your spoon through it. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. Oh. We're so tired. Chief didn't even need to come up with anything weird for tonight's show. No. For at that point, we're sleepless and crazy. It's fine. Thanks for coming along with us. Um, this is well. End with this question from Trevman for all of us. What flavor of dead tea would you be? Oh. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully, I would be the Grateful Dead tea. <laughs> I know what one you'd be, but go ahead. Yeah, I know. Like I feel like I, I know what that would be inappropriate to I know. Say That's on what air. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's ashes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, flavor. Um, being completely honest. <laughs> be completely honest. Being completely honest. What flavor of, of, of dead tea would you be? It's oh. after dark. You know, if a tree falls. I mean, like definitely. Weed and like medicinal and, cannabis and, tea. That's oh, legal. And red wine. <laughs> yeah, that's a good flavor. Yeah. Like in fact, it's not tea. It's just THC laced red wine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. I would I would fare with the great bourbon resentment combo. <laughs> Tastes like resentment. It's got bourbon up front, resentment on the back, just like me. I respect me. that. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I would say probably, probably like 
and a really fucked up tea flavor, you'd be like, no, thank you. Like Long Island iced I, tea. I, no, no, I don't drink that. <laughs> I don't drink that anywhere near often enough. Thankfully, not not anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in my younger years, that was that when I was a poor actor who needed to get fucked up for a night yeah. on Long Island. It's all you need. You got one like two weeks ago. I'll occasionally get one if I if I want to get stuff done fast. If I want to get stuff done fast. If I want to get to the bar. Um, yeah, fast. man. Yeah. I won't have to go back to the bar two or three times. I'll get one drink and I'm good for the night. Yep. Um, That's why I get a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a smart Whiskey. man. You're a smart man. Uh, no, I'd say probably like ahi tuna. Be the worst tea flavor. Ahi tuna flavored tea? Oh. Yeah, it'd be awful. Well, I like ahi tuna, but do I want to drink it? No. Maybe. Probably. I don't want to be a tea. I didn't say it'd be good tea. No, but it would be uh, tea. Ahi tuna tea. There you go. <laughs> Actually, a Star no, Chai. Wars character. A, a, like a good. Black chai tea, maybe. Mm, tai chi. Yes, that one. <laughs> so I, drink a lot I think of chai. Liam would be sleepy time. Liam would no. be sleepy time tea? Yeah, that's for sure. Like a chamomile, just a little a little bear that looks kind of like Liam in his pajamas. Oh, oh. You know the little camel, the sleepy time bear? Yeah. Oh, that would be so cute. It looks like, it looks like a cookie. <laughs> cookie the bear. Yeah. I say ahi tuna just right now in this moment because I've just eaten a lot of fish and lean meats over the past few months, so it's all I can think of. You have, but you look amazing. Your skin is beaming at my face right now, and I don't know how to feel about it. That's what I'm here for. Because you're leaving me for two weeks, both of you. We are. Just one. Or one and one and a half. One and another weekend. One and three quarters. Like nine days. How is it, this is one of the questions, but I don't remember who it was from. How is it relinquishing the uh, DM role for a time? It's great. It yeah. gives, gives me some time to not worry about next week, and uh, I, I'm excited. I, I love running the game, but I love uh, when other people have the opportunity to stretch those those legs. So like, whether it be first-time DMs or people that have only had a few times in the seat and they're still kind of finding their, their themes, I love it. I, I love, and I can't express this enough to people, playing the game is fun, and it's a great experience playing a role-playing game but game mastering is a whole new world, mm-hmm. and it teaches you a lot about yourself and what you're capable of. Mm. And uh, it can be hard, it can be stressful, but at the end of it, if, if you know if you have the right people, it can be an experience that is rewarding like no other. Yeah. And so I'm really proud of every time some of our players have gotten up and run games. Uh, they've all come to me going, I'm so stressed out, I'm gonna be so bad at this. And as you've seen in a lot of the one-shots we've had, that's never the case. No. Uh, they've Everyone all done great. Everyone has shined. Marisha twice with Honey Heist, she was so nervous, and she did such an incredible job. You killed like, it, Honey Heist. Both of them, too. better and better each time. Honey Heist 2 was amazing. So much fun. I watched it back because I didn't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah. We were so tired, I didn't remember any of it. And I watched it back when we were live chatting yeah, yeah, yeah. that night. Yeah, that was it's like, fun. oh my god, the Vinnie the Pooh destroyed me. That was... Destroyed She's me. so good. I didn't know, I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't anticipate that it was going to be hard not to break. Yeah. Or that, I don't know, I guess I didn't... You got this fucker at the table. <laughs> I don't know. Sam. How are you supposed to survive that? That's like, I got out one word. I just said, Liam. And then Liam. that's all that's I got all out. And that's everyone just went, We were spit done. Ah! And, then I, done. and then I had a hard time recovering. I don't think I realized it was going to be that oh immediate. Oh, my God. Oh, boy, that was epic. Um, so, yeah. Well, that was, we're out of that time. Was tough. We're out of time. We got to go. Yeah. We got to go. Sleepy time. Love you guys. Sleepy, Sleepy time, time tea. tea. We love you guys. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for joining us on Tox Machina in the Dark. 
see you guys next week. <laughs> oh God, that does need to be washed. Snuggle. <laughs> time. Yeah. It's bright noon. CP time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh. Closer to his face. Why do I feel that? <laughs> so some Corsican brother is shit. A, is this a Horcrux video? <laughs> sure, <laughs> it should be. If I had one, that'd be it. If. Ah, uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> End it. Next yeah. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tox Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.